Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Stephen. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we're going to answer three questions submitted by you. If you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, you can swing by patreon.com slash watcher or submit them anonymously to hwydpod at gmail.com. Sweet. Today's topics are flirting with girls and recognizing signals, new friends in the workplace, and finally, confidence. So some fun mm. stuff on the docket. Good stuff. Yeah. Who's up first? <laughs> Huh? I thought Stephen was going to be like, let's get into the questions here. We're still working out the kinks <laughs> right, over I'll do, here. I'll do H. that. I'll do that. Let, let, me, let me have some uh, Let me have some audio. Rec- you don't say screen time on this. Let me get some ear time on this, okay? Let's get right into the uh, questions now. Ryan, take it away. All right. Let's start with my question here. This question voice cracked, is, by the way. And I, well, that's fine. You know, everyone, it happens to the, to the best of us. Happened, that's uh, right. So the third question is actually me writing in about confidence questions. Anyway, go ahead, Ryan. Take it away. Yeah. This is a, an, 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 an anonymous submission. That was hard to say. Say that again, won't you? No, I don't want to, but I will. This was an anonymous. Oh, my God. That is so hard. Un-anonymous. Anonymous. This is an anonymous submission. From uh, let's see, what shall what shall we call this person? Uh, we need a female name. Let's call her Lucille Ball. <laughs> okay. She did say, if you need a name to use, please use ADT thirty two. But that feels a like robot. I'm talking about a that feels like I'm talking about a stormtrooper. So I'm gonna right, actually yeah. <laughs> use Lucille Ball. Uh, Lucille Ball writes, question: I'm a bi girl. I'm also very, very, extremely awkward and have social anxiety. How do I talk to slash flirt with girls? How do I know if a girl is flirting with me? Please help. I love the network and all of the shows you produce. I can't wait to see what you all come out with next. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. I always like a good cheers sign off. I think Um, she's talking about Woody and uh, Sam and Diane. (laughs) Don't don't think she's talking about that. I think Mm. she's, that's just a nice salutation. I got to say, I've always wanted to adapt into a cheers guy when it comes to signing off my emails, but I've never had the confidence to do so because Interesting. it makes, I get, I get in my head and thinking that like, oh, they're going to think I'm like an alcoholic or something. Like, no oh, one cheers, no, would ever, why eat. would anyone ever think that? That's, because what? I hear cheers, it's like, cheers, I'm about to, to drop down a pint, you know, not Nobody like, thinks that if you sign off with cheers that you're about to take a shot of bourbon. I think this is a reflection or, on I the people you hang out with, Ryan. If we're, if we're in the UK, you could be at the pub. It's very normal for them to be at the pub during lunch. They could be signing off an email with cheers. Cheers. I've done this, uh, I've done this water pint. Also, when the, you say the, cheers, it doesn't mean you down a pint every single time you say cheers. You could just take a I sip have a, I have a contractual beverage. obligation to down a pint every time I say cheers. It was really It's like a mild, it's like a passing thanks there as well, though. It's like, cheers, cheers. Oh, cheers, cheers. Do you say cheers when you, uh, when, when you, when you say goodbye in, in, in person? Sometimes. No, I mean, you could if you want to be insufferable. Ooh, well, then what makes I mean, it as, a, no. as an American, I mean. If you're an oh, American, you're like, mm, all right, well, cheers. 
Like that's yeah, that's it rough. doesn't sound that's as like good. that that smacks of college student who spent a semester abroad and is like, well, you know, in in <laughs> Sicily, uh, you know, in Cheers, I think is more of like an awkward, I don't know what else to say moment kind of thing in person. Like, uh, Cheers, then bye. I think in the UK it sounds pretty nice. Like, oh, all right, mate, Cheers, Cheers, and you just you walk off. It's it's just like a that feels natural. But if I say more Australian, okay, Cheers, British. what did you say, Stephen? I said that sounds more Australian than British. Cheers. Cheers. All right, cheers. Cheers. That's that's Australian. Cheers. Now that sounds like you're going to down two pints. Yeah. <laughs> down at the Outback Steak Haze. Yeah, you're going to down a beer, and you're going to go to Outback, and then you're going to headbutt a kangaroo. What do you guys' that's... thoughts on Outback Steakhouse? Oh, that Bloomin' Onion? Boy, second, oh, boy. But... Talk about Bloomin'. One time, I like Ryan Blue and Onion. I were. We it was when we were going to the Sa- Sally House. We were no, no, not the Sally through. House. It was the Lizzie huh? Borden House. Oh, Lizzie Borden House, driving through yeah. rural Massachusetts, maybe. And there yeah, was something no, like that. there was no food anywhere, and we, we stopped at an Outback Steakhouse in the middle of winter. This <laughs> is the worst the, meal I've ever had, but I love it's, Outback. It's, it's pretty good. I love Outback, but it's fun. The fun thing about that Bloomin' Onion is it describes what's happening while you're eating it and also when it's coming out of you. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know about so that. So let's talk about flirting. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you notice when a girl is flirting with you? I will say historically, I am very bad at recognizing this. I've been called... Wait, there's a, a part little, one too, Ryan. Two. What now? There's a part how one do you, the Oh, yes. How, oh, part one. Part one. You're right, Stephen. I, thank you. So I, I didn't see that. How Step do right I talk to slash flirt with girls? Um, I will say this. I've never been a guy who spits game, as they say, you know, I, I don't have, uh, actually, if you ask my friends, they would say my strategy is the long game. I'm not a short game guy. My short game is trash in that mm. I can't walk up to a girl or, you know, like if we're, if you're in college or school, I can't like, you know, just talk to a classmate and be like, at the end of that conversation, I'm now asking for their number or when I could hang out with them next. That's never been mm-hmm. my, my, my bag, baby. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's your bag. Your game is quoting Austin powers to people. <laughs> that's exactly my bag, baby. Um, <laughs> no, my thing has always been the long game in the sense that there is no game. I've always, yeah, just I was going to say girls. calling it the long game feels like a bit of a misnomer. Cause you, you don't, I don't think there is a game there. I think you just exist. Mm. Exactly. And then, yeah. It, yeah. Right, long My game advice. is more like the the show you, which you know Mari's on. That's the long. Oh yeah, game. I get, that's well, that's too long of a game. I wish the game was was a. Uh, actually, I wish there was no game there because he's murking people. Either way, I would say I've always approached talking to girls the same way I I approach talking to guys. I just talk to them as if they're another human, and I'm not trying to say that in in the sense of being some kind of like white knight or whatever. I'm just saying that like talk to them like a normal person, try to be their friend. Uh, find out what what they like. Figure, uh, f- uh, you know, have conversation with them that allows you to get to know their personality and them to get to know yours. And if they like you, they like you. But um, that's also because I've never been like a suave kind of person that could that could like say like, "Oh, your eyes look dashing in the moonlight right now." Like I can't say shit like that. I don't know what people say to pick up. I don't have any pick up lines. Mm-hmm. Um, At the end of this, we'll all try our best to. Uh, to flirt and see how it goes but i'm i'm with ryan on this i don't 
I've never ever flirted. I don't think anyone should flirt. And I am largely oblivious to any and all flirting that has been <laughs> sent in my direction. I will say my go-to uh, thing when I'm talking to any human is, uh, and which could be misconstrued as flirting and has been in some cases, is I try to make any person I meet laugh because I enjoy making people laugh. It's one of the greatest joys that you could have as a human. And that is often misconstrued as like, oh, that person was flirting with me. When in reality, I'm just trying, I'm just here for the LOLs, man. Uh, and uh, You're a I chuckle hound. I'm a chuckle hound. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm seeking it out. And uh, I think, sh- sure, I don't know about jester. I like chuckle. Yeah, I'd say so. Bit. You got little I mean, bells on your shoes. <laughs> I do got little bells on my shoes, but that, that's neither here nor there. And I do have a nice uh, gangly hat that I wear all the time. But, you know, I really thought that was more just like a style choice than anything. Uh, but I will it say, is. I, it, it is, and I'd appreciate it if you got off my back about it. Now, let me go no. juggle these balls. Um, <laughs> I will say that I uh, think, I think a good way into at least any girl that has ever developed feelings for me was because I was able to make her laugh. So if that's something that's in your wheelhouse, um, humor is a great way in and it's not really, uh, I would say overtly Mm -hmm. slimy. Right. But what if they're awkward? Cause she says I'm extremely awkward and have social anxiety. Everyone's funny in their own way though. And even if you're awkward, that could still also be funny. There's things that are uniquely you that people will find interesting or humorous. And I think there's something there. Mm. Um, especially nowadays, I feel like we're kind of out of that time when people, when like someone's awkward and everyone's like, oh, that person's weird and a nerd. It's more just like everyone's unique now. Uh, I would like to think mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I guess, oh God, this is the most cliche answer, but maybe just be yourself. Um, wow. And, and the second part is, uh, this one, I have no idea. How do I know if a person is flirting with me? Well, you know, um, I, like I said before, have been historically bad at recognizing this. Uh, much to my chagrin, uh, I've been called aloof and oblivious my entire life. Um, and I've, I've, I've heard these terms not only from my friends, but from the friends of the girl who was flirting with me. Like back in the school days, they'd be like, you know, she was flirting with you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, I don't know. Could she could have been more direct? <laughs> Ryan, you chose this question. Yeah, I was curious what you guys would say about it because <laughs> this is something that has vexed me I my see. entire life. I see. So you are also seeking advice, although you don't need the advice anymore. I don't really need the advice anymore. So, uh, gotcha. And that I have a girlfriend, not that like, oh, I'm an expert. I don't need the advice anymore, bro. Right. I, I think I, I like your answer um, about being yourself. I think the way that. I will say for me, I, I am probably, a, I was very awkward, still am. I mean, if you ever watch Watch Weekly, I, I do the thing where I point out when people are touching me. And that's it's a very <laughs> awkward thing. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of social anxiety, so much so that I made a video when I was at BuzzFeed that was like how to make friends. And I got a life coach to teach me how to do that. So I, I think I can you know find myself in your shoes a little bit. I think the thing I've learned is... Um, Sometimes it just helps for me to just state obvious things, but just being honest. So like, you know, it might be obvious, but hey, uh, I like your shoes. Like that's like a good entryway into a conversation. Just pointing out something that, you know, is in between both of you uh, and helping that 
using that into as a segue into more conversation. Um, and so, and I think with flirting too, it's like, I don't say, I don't, I definitely don't think I have game. Um, but my version of game is just telling the person that I like being around, that I like being around them, just saying, Hey, I like being around you. I like talking to you. I think you're cool. And if they don't reciprocate, then you know that that is not um, going to be in your favor. But at the very least, you got it out. And so, uh, yeah, I think I just, I, you know, and that's kind of why I say, like, your hand is on my shoulder. Because it's just my way of just saying something in the void of my mind that is, like, just trying to figure out and process the situation. Hmm, hmm, hmm. I I see the merit of that. I don't know, I don't I don't know if you should go too overboard in that because sometimes people just say things to fill space or dead silence, and that could get you into trouble. That's true. That I, that will get you. And I have done that before. I've done that before as well. Mm. And then, how do I know if a girl is flirting with me? I mean, you're asking three gentlemen on a <laughs> advice podcast, so this may not be the perfect demographic to help you. But I have found that... Um, Wait, why wouldn't help. that be the perfect demographic? We would be the only demographic. That, I mean, like, not the only. We would be, like, the main one, right? That's why no, she's No, because if a, if a girl is flirting with you, they could tell you how they want you to know that they're flirting with you. Hmm. We're just reading between the lines here. So... I'm confused. Right. I will say one thing, which maybe is taking it too far. So don't go too far. But it does help sometimes to, get, to do a little bit of a recon work. So... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what do you That's put right, on I'm your go, stalker I'm hat there like on Joe podcast. from you? And you, you follow her around for weeks before the no, meet? No, 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 no. No, you don't. I mean, I actually did follow a girl around in high school. Um, don't do that. Although we ended up dating, mm. so it's fine. Um, anyway. Where's she buried? She's happily married. Somebody, oh, I said where's um, she buried, not where she married. I know, and I said she's happily married. Okay, wait, oh, let me let me just finish. Dirt? Um Sometimes you can it can help by like you know asking other people who are in the room with you and saying hey do you think that they like me you know sometimes it helps or you could even ask their friends and and you can get a clear answer like who's oh, no who's 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 crunching who's is somebody eating some like some like peanut butter peanut M and M's or something <laughs> Shane are you kidding me huh? <laughs> what <laughs> he's just snacking in the middle of a podcast you monster I was Steven's eating a chip. Middle- you you thought you could walk away from you the mic a little about bit? Flirting for twenty minutes, I was eating a chip. You moved two feet away question. from the I'm microphone to, the to try and covertly eat some chips. I did get snacks, and I was going to ask if I could eat it, but now that you're eating, I want to eat my snack. I just hear like what sounds like somebody like stepping in gravel. No, I, I look on eating. screen I moved and away I see from the microphone. I was just having a chip. <laughs> Believable. Continue, Stephen. You what were you saying? You stalked someone. <laughs> yeah, long story short, you, can, you, you know, you just you do some recon work, you know, no, yada, yada. You know, scroll the gram, that kind of thing. See if she has a boyfriend. Yeah, I guess I just fall, you know, I really don't think anybody should ever flirt ever. It's just a uh, um, mm. sort of, mm. I think that's sort of in line with Ryan saying be yourself. And by that, I mean, really just focus on yourself and don't. Certainly, there's probably an art to it. And there's plenty of people who have met because they said something cute to each other and bada bing bada boom bada bing bada boom (laughs) 
You know, baby, when I saw you on the subway that one day, I didn't know if you were the one. And then you said, bada bing, bada boom. And then I knew right there and then that you were the one. And that's why I'm saying I do to you today. That's a good out. And I was just going to let that be the out. But I do want to say this because and I, there's not going to be a resolution to this in this podcast. But I will say that culture, cultural background plays a role in this. Mm-hmm. Being an Asian American man has dramatically shaped the way I see this because we have by media and society, you know, when I was younger, been described as, and this is this is data, right? This is data pulled from, you know, dating apps. Asian American men are swiped right. Is that right? Swiped, they are swiped right or the, the least sought after. They are swiped right the least or the least sought after. And so um, it is, it is something that uh, my community talks about, you know, being the quote unquote least desirable, which has, you know, been helped a lot recently with K-pop and with other things. Uh, that's why representation is so important, but I don't need to go too deep into that. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that there are other layers here that are, and, and like this person is uh, is bi, so being bi, I'm sure it comes with a lot of challenges that, you know, we can't be aware that's of. That's a whole other thing. I didn't, and, that's hard enough just focusing on, I man. Don't even bother. Just, you know, <laughs> get a hobby. Start collecting butterflies. Um, you'll be good. That was, that was a good answer. We, I mean, we got something in there. I hope you, I hope you gained something. The, the Asian American man, man thing is actually very accurate, by the way. Yeah, I think it's been more challenging for me to date. I, I will say that. I don't think I've ever actually dated. Like in the sense that like you go out on a... I did that once with one person on Tinder back in Chicago... Not Tinder, OkCupid or something back in Chicago. Went on one date. It went fine. And she seemed like she wanted to continue to go on more dates. And I was like, well, now I have to actively think of like where to take this. And so I just stopped stopped responding to her. You ghosted her? You son of a gun. (laughs) Yeah, but it didn't really occur to me. It was like one of those things where... I didn't respond. Oh, that's a good I didn't one, respond Steven, You got him for a little bit, and then after a week, I was like, "Well, I can't respond now. It's too awkward." Uh, so you know how, <laughs> like, when you put off responding to something, and then it just gets worse and worse. So you're like, "Well, I guess this person's dead to me now." For sure, um, I know that feeling. It's the one time I attempted to date via an app, and then when I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, "Well, I'll get on some apps," and never went on one date because I was focused on my career. I actually enjoyed going uh, planning dates, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the next question here. Okay. All right. And before uh, we move on to our next question, a word from our sponsor. Yummy. Wow, that's really good stuff. I could use that a lot. Me too. I own that. I have that. I'm subscribed to that, and I get that every month, and I sleep on that, and I, uh, <laughs> it's my favorite thing yeah. to drink. What's the next question? All right. This question comes from (laughs) feeling awkward. Uh, It's uh, feeling awkward says, I had just started a new job a bit before the SHIT hit the fan. I still have it, just working from home for now. A lot of my coworkers seem very buddy-buddy, but I'm a fairly shy person. I was wondering if you had any tips on how to make friends in a new workplace, especially if you're a bit shy like me, and especially if everyone already seems to have a great rapport. Thank you, wonderful humans. Signed, feeling awkward. Yeah. Um, well, feeling. Let me tell you how uh, I dealt with this challenge, because 
I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. That's what they call me. I'm, oh no, I'm a, no, wait, no. The opposite. I'm a, I'm a Are wallflower. You? Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you're call not them? a social butterfly. I'm a wallflower. You're like a social slug. See, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's my problem. I just, I'm bad at saying things correctly. And so this got me <laughs> in trouble before and then I feel awkward and then I, and then I have no friends. That's the, that's the Jesus way that that Christ. goes. That's at least how it goes in my head, but it's not how it goes when you say it out loud. Um, you know, I think what I've found in terms of trying to find and make friends in the workplace, I don't think I've made a lot of friends at work in the past. I think I, um, I really dig into my work and I like interacting with people in work. I like the, you know, the hustle, the grind, the transactional nature of work, the ability to just, uh, dig into your stuff and not worry about anybody else, you know, go solo. <laughs> I'm trying to think yeah. of like what I would say there. Nah. <laughs> you know what? If you're done there, I'm just going to jump in here. I'm going to say the honest truth here. Here's the honest All right. truth. Yeah, just jump. Jump. In. Wait. Well, you before you, you don't before, need before, to be before you go Ryan, in, let's hear it, Ryan. Wait. Wait. Steve, before you go in. Before you go yeah. in. Yeah. I yeah. do want to provide some something. And then Ryan's ready with the truth bomb. And Ryan's but, ready for the truth. Okay. So I'm, I'm anticipating it. I want to hear what you okay. have to say. But then, then it's truth bomb time. Get out of your head, because. Most of this oh, happens in my mind. head. Get Classic improv just, stuff, baby. I have had the privilege of being able to record myself and have interactions that way. And when I watch it back, nothing happens the way it happened in my mind. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, let's rewind for a second. When you say you had the opportunity to to record interactions with yourself yeah. and then watch them back, these were these like when we were filming shows or were you like walking around with like a, <laughs> like a little, like a pocket recorder or like your cell phone in your, in no, your, no, no, your no. shirt It was pocket. like, or, or option three, do you have a little teddy bear sitting on your shelf at home that you record every time someone comes over to your home? Like a little nanny cam. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Did you do it for a video with BuzzFeed? No, just like, you're like when you're watching your, when you're editing yourself in videos, you know, we're producers. We oh, I see. Content. Okay. So I've been able to see it, myself back and nothing ever happens as poorly as I think. So just give yourself the pass and knowing that, you know, it wasn't that bad. That's it. That's all I got. Not much, but uh, yeah, I'm an awkward person. So I relate to you. Now, all right, Ryan, teed up. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, let's do it, baby. Let's hear it, Ryan. You know, actually, mine is the inverse, though. Uh, but before mm-hmm. I go into my, my, my thing here, my, I often do think things went okay. And then I'll watch them later, and I'll be like, oh, that didn't go as well as I thought it did. <laughs> so that's a curious <laughs> thing. Anyways, uh, here's the truth. You, you, you hope you're sitting down for this. Uh, you don't need to be friends with your, 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 your colleagues. You don't, you, you don't have to be friends with the people you work with. It's just, it's just the truth. Uh, I think there Ryan, are exceptions. I would argue. I would argue you have a fairly unhealthy and limiting attitude when it comes to that. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, you really don't. Though all you really need to do is have respect. If you respect the people around you, that's the baseline. If you enjoy being around them, that's even, that's icing. But you don't need to actually be friends with the people you work with to do good work. Uh, in fact, sometimes it makes you do worse work, honestly, uh, because you're goofing around all the time. Um, I think they just need to respect you. You need to have some sort of like enjoyable rapport. Like I see you in the break room, like, oh, wow, you have 
Flaming Hot Cheetos. Love those chips. Anyways, got to go back to my desk. That kind of thing is great, but not like I'm not calling them after work to be like, hey, let's, you know, go watch a, a flick together. That's not not something you need to do. So I wouldn't put too much mm. pressure on it because it's not necessary. Now, granted, there are exceptions. Had I not made friends with Shane and Steven, we wouldn't have started this company. But I will yeah, I was say, about to I say would are not we put... friends? Because now I'm like, I'm not sure. <laughs> you guys are, but you're the exception. Uh, I see. Every other person, frankly, I just... It's, it's, it's a lot for me to have to, to, I, I've said this in a past podcast before. I care a lot about my friendships and I put a lot of energy into them. And to have that also be present at work sounds exhausting. And frankly, sometimes it's not the best when you have a friendship at work and you need to get stuff done. Or if you need to say something that's a hard truth, you're a little bit more light on them than you need to be. Uh, and so I like to keep it nice and, uh, uh, aerodynamic as I walk through the workplace. No weight pulling me down, just like Jesus colleagues. Jesus Christ. My goodness. You're a colleague. You're a colleague. You're a colleague. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. Hell, I even enjoy being around you, but I'm not going to call you after work to, you know, play Call of Duty or something like that. That's My just not going to happen. Uh, you know what? I can actually, I think I can tap into where a lot of this comes from on Ryan, which is probably mm. different for me and Steven is because you live where you grew up and you're surrounded by, as you said previously, your high school friends, your college friends, all your yeah. family is out here for like, a lot of people uh, and not necessarily anyone who's transplanted, but you know, there work is the only place where you can consistently make friends. So that's the ecosystem you have outside of like going to a, you know, fucking pottery class or something. Um, that is true. That's a good point. Cause I have hung yeah. around the same group of 10 to 15 people for the last 20 years of my life. Mm. Right. And, uh, I don't have any need for anybody at work to be my friend. I've seen it as a, a nuisance. <laughs> and I had that attitude when I was in Chicago because I still have like a huge group of friends from the Midwest who I love dearly and who I miss every mm -hmm. single day. And we still communicate and stay in touch online and stuff. But um, when I was working in Chicago, I was like, well, I've sort of got my own thing going on. Don't need to be friends with my work people. So, mm. so I sort of had that attitude. And But because of that, when I moved out here and started a BuzzFeed, I was very, like, it did not occur to me to hang out with people from work because I was like, eh, that's not what you do didn't really do that too much back home. So I'm not going to do that here. And mm -hmm. like when we were doing the internship, I would go, I would leave at 6 PM and I would me go too. home <laughs> and yeah, I would very rarely only when we, I think were in the fellowship or got hired full time. Did I start going out on Friday nights with people here and there? But even then I didn't go out a ton. Actually, now that I think about it though, when I was an intern, I did have a, f a group of friends I hung out with. Um, yeah, you but did. It wasn't. It, it never like elevated beyond that. Uh, but it makes sense to me that if you didn't have a core group of friends because you were a transplant or moved away from where you grew up, you would have to 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 seek that out as all humans seek connection. But also, like the, uh, it makes sense. Uh, the 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 foundation for any good friendship is shared experience. So true. And I'll tell you what those those first six months at BuzzFeed, baby. Oh boy, that was real trench warfare. <laughs> <laughs> uh but i will say the friends that stuck like that actually i did get from work like you and steven it was honestly it felt very much like a 
Oh God! It felt very much like a romantic relationship in the sense where it's like, no, we're gonna I'm when, gonna, when there's a I'm romantic disagree relationship, with that. Here, 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 no, hear me out here. Here's okay. here's I'm cont- I'm contextualizing. That's sure. that's the that's that's the sauce to get them in. That's the scent that gets them. Oh, what's cooking in the kitchen? Let me see those cookies. Sure. And now they're going in the kitchen to see what it is. Here's here's here. I'm gonna show you what I'm cooking. Ah, fire! Uh, <laughs> it it was romantic in the sense that like any romantic relationship I've had for the most part has been something that I couldn't ignore or deny in that i was i was i was drawn to that person obviously in a romantic relationship i was drawn to that person romantically but for you two i was drawn to you because like oh i really get along with these two guys they're very similar to me i can't really ignore the fact that i want to be these guys friends okay that makes sense that that's how i've gotten work friends in the past it had to be someone who was so i uh, i felt a kinship that was strong enough for me to be like okay I will go out of my way here to allow that part of my life to seep into this. Cause like, I also enjoyed the separation of work and uh, life after it helps me maintain work life balance. Sometimes when you have friends from work and you're hanging out with them after work, all they talk about is work and it feels like you're working when you're not working. So I have found that too. It's weird. I would say largely with all my friends from Buzzfeed, it's there's really no, work talk for the most part outside of Mm -hmm. it then that's a weird thing there is like a any job you have there's going to be people who outside work are just going to talk about work and that's a weird thing i try to i try to avoid that you probably Um, have the most um or you probably stay in touch with the most people from our previous employer shane is that right yeah i do yeah i hang out with with people from buzzfeed a lot i i would say i do not you know why because they're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> when I left BuzzFeed, I very much treated it like walking away from an exploding building like I was Bruce Willis in Die Hard or but the you Joker. you also didn't have a lot of friends there to begin with. You were always like stuck in your own little unsolved world, which yeah, makes sense because you were talking to those people all the time. But It's weird yeah. because I feel <laughs> like you like... guys, you did have friends, Ryan. Like we all had friends. I mean, I guess it def- depends on your definition of friend. I felt like I, think... I had a lot of friends at BuzzFeed. For me, friend is a word I take very seriously, I guess. I had people that I would say, like, yeah, well, they're kind of friends. They're acquaintances. I knew them. Like, there are some people I still talk to from BuzzFeed, but they're not people. For me, a friend is someone I talk to almost, like, on a weekly basis. Um, oh, wow. And by talk to you, like, hang out. You so, know like, what, though? A friend to me is somebody who I may not talk to very often, but when I do talk to them, there is the connection. Mm, seems, I guess, I, 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 like I said, I have an extreme definition of it. Mm. No. Ryan's twisted. I agree with uh, Shane here. Yeah, Ryan's a bit. You, you've you've taken it a bit far, but uh, I respect you and your opinion. And you know, as you said, it's all about the respect. So here we are. <laughs> That's right. That's fair. That's right. I did not like the romantic thing, by the way. I'm just gonna also agree here. <laughs> Here's the thing, that was Steven. very strange. Yeah, I, I would felt say drawn it felt to very you. platonic to me. I was like, it was wow, very these platonic. Guys are my but- friends, great. Here's the thing. It, when I say romantic, I'm in the sense of like there's a, a drawing energy to it in a platonic sense. In in that like it was, I think it was you're hard just to ignore. To, uh, what friendships are? Yeah, I think yeah <laughs> yeah. Because I've had people before that I was like, oh, I could be this person's friend. I enjoyed them, but then there's something in my brain that's like mm, too many. It's called a too connection. many people on the bus. I think you're do- <laughs> too you're, many people you have on a, the bus. There's a connection, and then there's attraction, and you're talking about connection. Yeah, but the connection had never been strong enough for me to actually go out of my way to be someone else, be their friend. 
at work, at least, except for you two. Interesting. A forced triad, if you will, is what we are. I suppose. What about your friend who talked to you a lot? I mean, you must have made a really great connection. This is a throwback to the last episode, but your friend who would come to your desk and talk to you every day. I mean, you talked about people who you speak to every day. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't, no. a, that wasn't a, 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 a thing that was hard for me to ignore. In fact, it was the thing I wanted to ignore the most, but I couldn't ignore <laughs> it for other reasons. Because uh, it, like it was like a helicopter flying over my house that just wouldn't leave. Like it just, <laughs> just kept buzzing away. I think that does it for that question. I, I feel pretty good about that one. Um, we got one last one. Let's go to our third question. This is from Casey McGinnis. How does one get the same confidence that Shane has when it comes to ghosts and or life in general? Is the secret the nihilism? And again, hmm. I'd like to state that I don't think I'm a nihilist. I just think sometimes things don't matter. You know, it's Most weird that time. Shane would pick a question that uh, compliments him. It's I'm starting to think that Shane may be Casey McGinnis. Well, yeah, that's me. Hmm. I actually picked this because I think you guys are both fairly confident people as well. well I see right through you. <laughs> you got me. Good answer. I got Good it. Answer. I got it. Um, now, I don't know. I, I've never really considered myself a confident person. I'm actually a fairly shy person and have been for most of my life. Uh, a lot of times if we go to like a party or something... I think it's a little different now because I don't go anywhere. And if I do, it's like, oh, I'll go to drinks with friends or something. But in my youth, when we would go to parties or hang out with people I didn't know, if it was like me alone or me with one other person, I was always very heavily reliant on other people to sort of be the social anchor that would sort of, uh, you know, keep things moving. Uh, Me on my own, I am a disaster. And like even with you guys, it's great anytime we have to do some sort of uh, meeting with anyone because I tend to trip over my words and be a bit of a doofus. So um, I don't know. I, I guess confidence isn't real. Just just um, where am I even going with this? Uh, see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> losing confidence in the very thing I'm saying as I say it. You're watching me implode in real time right here and it's because it's I'm a disaster of a human. And always it's have like watching been. magma fall down a, a hillside. It's, it's that's right. It's entrancing. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a secret. When people see me in the unsolved videos and I'm just yelling at ghosts. Well, that's not confidence. That's um, me being extremely bored, and uh, I'm yelling at something I don't believe in. So mm. there's no element of confidence or bravery there. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just me being with four or five of my very close friends who are on unsolved because we have a tiny crew and we've all been through a lot together. So we're all pretty tight. Um, That's it. It's just, that's all it is. There's no confidence there. It's just, just, uh, and the other thing I'll say this, looping it back to social situations, no one really thinks that much about you ever. Anytime you're thinking like, what is this person thinking about what I just did? They're probably not. They're probably thinking about themselves mm-hmm. or what they got going on that week. Mm-hmm. Or something they said they like 10 seconds lives. ago. Yeah. So the secret to confidence is knowing that the, no one cares about you at mm. all. And if they do, then they probably like you and they don't care how confident you are. There. I've landed on a place that I feel comfortable with and now I'm going to pass it along to someone else. I'll go. That's a good pass. I think that I'll go because there's a part of your answer that is part of my answer, 
Oh, let's hear it. Confidence, true confidence, I think comes from humility. Yeah. I think it comes from knowing that you don't know and acknowledging that there is so much in the world that you will never know. And that's okay. By first acknowledging the truth, that will help you set you free from the truth. Is that, is, am I trying to, am I speaking in too many uh, sayings Riddles? on this show? No, no I don't think so. Too many cliches, as they say. No, no, um, no, no, no. No, but I really do believe that um, confident, like confident people, confident people, they're the ones who, or who you, who you think are confident. They're, they're the ones who probably are the most self-aware. And so they are good at reading the room. They're good at understanding where other people are at. They have high EQ. So, you know, generating those muscles as well. And, I'm going to go into a route that, um, you know, I typically don't talk about on these kinds of forums, but I'll just share it briefly and and we don't have to talk about it um, too much. But my confidence uh, comes from my source of life, you know, my, my belief in my source of life, which is my faith in God. And so the fact that I know that I am just one of, you know, billions of people who will cross this earth and I am on this earth to live a life according to what that God has put together for me. That gives me a lot of peace in knowing that uh, somebody else has it under control and I have confidence in that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can slice it and it does come back to my core belief, but also a level of just acceptance and self-awareness. I think on the contrary, mine might come from the exact opposite of that and the fact that I think it's all chaos. Yeah. Which is kind of beautiful. Yeah, your 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 faith is in the fa- is that your faith that mean, the world will always be chaos. Well, I mean, I don't mean chaos in the like um, disastrous sense. I just mean like you know, random occurrences. We're all just you know barreling along. But, but you also often talk about like watching like buildings fall down as for fun and. <laughs> well, it's just interesting how things thinking uh, of the know, world folding in on itself. Very, fascinating sure yeah yeah it's okay um yeah that makes sense ron are you a confident man i I guess i don't know maybe i think i'm not confident (laughs) i'm just comfortable with myself i suppose Hmm. or at least i think some of that comes i think some of that comes from just uh pure living and age like as you go you've Every time something hugely embarrassing happens to you, uh, you'll stew on it for, I don't know, a few days, months, depending yeah. the severity of it. And when you think upon it, you'll, it'll sting a little bit. You'll cringe. Yeah. Um, but now, I don't know about you guys, but there's things that I think back on now that used to really like, ugh, it would give me sort of a creepy crawly feeling, but... Now it's sort of like I just acknowledge like, yeah, okay, well, that was, that was probably, that was embarrassing at the time, but I lived, I, I mm-hmm. continued on and uh, maybe that, maybe that sort of uh, calcifies a little bit in a good way and makes you less concerned about little tiny foibles with your personality. Yeah, I think so. I think also just like, being honest helps too about like how you're feeling or like no one's going to think you're a loser for saying like, well, I'm really scared right now. 
or like, oh, this is a nervous, I'm nervous about this. They're just going to be like, oh, this person's really upfront about their feelings and honest. That's pretty confident to say that. Like part of it comes from that. And I think part of it's just starting to be comfortable with yourself and like really honing in on who you are, which I'm still working on every day. But uh, yeah, once you get comfortable with that, it really does just become like a way of you honestly moving through life and you don't really care as much about what people think. But that's not to say that like you're invaluable. Like even right now I'm thinking like, oh shit, going back to what our last question was, what was, what was the question about friends? I forgot. I forgot that the Unsolved crew is also a, a group of people that are my friends as well because like we've been through a lot together. Um, yeah, they're your friends. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's about just like, you know, being honest, I think. I think that helps a lot. I know they don't really seem that related, but when you think about it, they kind of are. Because a lot of confidence comes down to putting on a facade or some kind of performance so people think you're something that maybe you're not. But if you're just comfortable with who you are, you could be honest all the time and you don't have to put on the facade and people will go, oh, that person's really confident. I also tend to get very in my head about stuff and I try to be out of it sometimes. But if I'm in a conversation with someone where I, I feel like I'm floundering floundering or something or like it's a, I don't know if it's a new situation or someone I don't know. A lot of times I'll be like, oh, and it's, it's completely random. Sometimes I'll be totally fine having a conversation with some people. Other times I'm like, oh shit. Uh, what, where do I take this? What do I say here? Um, so yeah. even, I don't know. I don't know what it comes down to. Uh, I think it's less I, important I think to be confident to, and it's more important to be genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Just to, just to yes. jump in, um, you know, and we're changing constantly. So just because you're this person right now with this level of confidence, you're probably going to make a mistake and that's okay. Just being okay with that. You can grow, change, gain confidence, learning from that. Kind of what you were saying, Shane, before about how, um, you know, experience just helps you grow up a little bit. Life's hard, you know. <laughs> Are you we all sitting in our quarantined homes? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, this was no, really I'm saying like you, life Shane. is just a big life is just a big parade of uh, embarrassments. You know, even if you're not an embarrassing person by nature, you're gonna you're gonna screw up all the time. It's, it just happens. Um, so you just gotta try, just keep on, keep on moving. I agree. It's, it is interesting. We come to the same conclusions through many different paths. Maybe that's the takeaway. You do you. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my phrase for this whole show. You do, I want to say it one time per episode at the very least. You do you. Mm, that is true. That. You, it is the very best thing you can do. Wasn't you do you the, the name of a series? It was the name of a series. Yes, yes, that's true. So we probably <laughs> should name of many things. That. I don't think the series also came just with the a phrase saying. you do you. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, your why, other why podcast, you, um, Missing the Big Pictures. Did you guys come up with that phrase? I don't think so. No, yeah, we but we put an S on the end of it. Oh, missing right. The pictures. Missing Plural. the Big Picture is a phrase, but Missing the Big Pictures, which we do, is the title mm -hmm. of our award-winning podcast. That's true. And by this point, I'm guessing at least one of them will come out. So oh, I'm guessing sure. our second guest is probably going to be Steven Spielberg because he's recognized yeah. the prowess that we demonstrated Steve. in the first episode. Our other friends. I see Steve. how it is. See, this this is my yeah. problem. I always knew you guys would upgrade me for a better Steve one day. Yeah. 
Well, isn't it a bit of a compliment that the only other Steve we could think that is better than you is Mr. Spielberg himself, director no. of The Terminal? No, ever heard well, of... I mean, uh, I could think of a couple other ones, like, you know, uh, Soderbergh. Seagal. Oh, actually, no, Seagal is probably... Oh, in, Sodes, the Sodester. <laughs> Seagal, I think, is in some other stuff. I think he's like, maybe not the greatest dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Steve Corral, you know. Uh, oh, Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that Steve guy. Harvey. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Steve Harvey, of course. He, he's got... Wait, could you imagine if Watcher, like if Steve, you know, got in a motorcycle accident and exploded? God forbid. I don't want that yeah. to happen. We don't want that to happen, yeah. but, but it then, might. And then on the next Watcher Weekly, we were like, yeah, you've probably all heard Steve and Lim exploded and we're all very yep. sad about it. But welcome our new Steve, Steve Harvey. And, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just, you know, he's... If that happens, I give you full permission to bring Steve Harvey on and fulfill my legacy. That's good to know. He That's has had his stuff. little uh, spats with the Asian American community before. I, has he? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm he not seems like, okay he with does what seem he said. Like a bad, he seems like a bad man. He has, um, he has said things that are offensive to my community. But uh, in this situation, <laughs> okay, okay. being a, another Steve... <laughs> Would you say <laughs> you're in, in a family case, feud? <laughs> we won't have him on no it's fine it's fine you can have steve harvey look if it's gonna help watcher which i'm sure it will i'm okay i'll step aside all right well we're around in the bin here <laughs> i think that does it for this one huh yeah i think so i think we gave some really good advice this week i got a good idea guys uh, what we had our podcast is h w y d it's here's what yeah. you do but it also stands for hanging with your dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. So thanks for hanging with your dudes, everybody. It's <laughs> pretty good. It's pretty That's good. As pretty always, good. if you want to submit questions to HWYD, you can let us know on Patreon or you can email us at HWYDpod at gmail.com for questions that you want to remain anonymous. Well, I guess we'll see you next week when we have more sage-like invite advice to... Oh, yeah, big folks. time. I'm going to pick the dumbest question in the world next week because I feel like we we got really... I think we earned it. This week, we, mm -hmm. we really dug deep. And next week, please submit your dumbest questions imaginable for us. Thank you. I would appreciate it. As specific as possible. I, I That's the thing. I, we, I, we've talked some sage advice here with some, I think, you know, questions that speak to many. But I want someone to be like... My rooster's got a funny-looking beak, and my dog Indeed. don't like it. What yeah, do I got to do with my good. dog about this? You know, yeah, and tell yeah, us the color great. of the shirt you were wearing, please. Yes, details, details, details. Mm. All righty. Well, All see right. you next week. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Choo-choo.